It's the state of Victorian trots racing and the people who drive the sport. You're one out, one back. Yes, welcome to the latest edition of One Out, One Back for Harness Racing Victoria on RSN 927, our many country relays, our social media, the website as well. You're with Andrew Hughes, but joining us in the HRV studios this morning, Cody Winnell and Toby McKinnon. How are you both? Good morning, uh, Andrew. Very excellent. Good morning, and, uh, boys. In the studio, we were in the studio last week, but we're at the HRV studios today. Yeah, Cody, you've had a, a bit of a, a couple of weeks. Well, not off, but just battling away there, aren't you? Too many cold nights at harness racing tracks. <laughs> this time of year, the cold's hard to shake. I'll, uh, I'll say that much. But if I sound a little snuffed, if that's the word, boys, that's, uh, that's what it is. It's that lingering cold. Um, but anyway, I... Can't complain. Looking out the window here, beautiful and sunny for a uh, for a Thursday morning. So, uh, all right. Looking forward to the races today too. Let's uh, be, talk about lots of news that's happened, and of course, one of the highlights in recent days was the Blacks are fake in Queensland. Certainly was. Uh, wasn't it a cracking meeting up there at the weekend, uh, Tobe? Did you uh, catch the races? Yeah, they just kept coming, didn't they? Race after race and uh, just brilliantly presented by uh, Albion Park. Then uh, the Queensland guys did a fantastic job. And this horse, Colt 31, he's a serious horse, this horse. He won the Vic Derby and beat horses of the likes of Poster Boy last year. He's a four-year-old coming through the ranks. And uh, I note Kevin Seymour said he had plans to take the horse to America, but he's been overruled by wife Kay and he's staying in Australia. I think we forget sometimes maybe that he's four. Yeah, we do. He's, oh, you might have his record up there. 32 wins from 46 starts, but also nine minors. So that's 41 top three finishes, 711 large in stake money. Serious horse, as you say. He's a serious horse, and he'll be a big player next year with, with lots of feature races he'll be aimed at. He talked about Miracle Miles and things like that. So we're going to hear a lot about Colt 31, and I'm looking forward to it. Even when he goes to start at Egmont Park, start, and everyone will be naming their horses Colt 32, Colt 33, <laughs> Colt 40, 34, and onwards. Oh, I look forward to that. <laughs> not, um, and I only say not there because not, <laughs> just because I think that would be, uh, it's like the, the horses uh, down in Tassie and the Gallops, is it? There's a whole bunch of GGs, and there's some races where every single horse is a GG's horse. Yeah, they're... not one for mine. Yes, uh, Ultra about... Orlando second. It did have to survive a protest. Colt thirty one. Yes, uh... but that was um, the protest didn't survive long. No, he won pretty convincingly. Actually, he ran away from them and went pretty hard up front. He just he was just too good on the night. I thought self assured was amazing. Cody beating Lockenbarat, who was also stunning as well. Your thoughts? Yeah, I I mentioned on Twitter that. Self-assured was a huge run, but Lock and Verat was um, was also huge, equally huge, I reckon, equally huge. I know last week you, you reverse it, and um, and Self-assured was winning from from the breeze. But this was the grand final. This was the hundred thousand dollar Tab Queensland Derby, and Lock and Verat drew outside of Self-assured, and oh, I just would have liked to see what happens if he if he settles better on the outside there, because he pulled hard for driver David Moran. Um, didn't get to the lead, was always up there punching the breeze and working overtime, covering the ground, and and was entitled to be gone at the turn and dropping out. It, it just didn't. He, he held off all of the others, and these are horses like Jesse Duke, our Princess Tiffany, you know, and, and the rest of the field. I mean, he's held them all off, and he's run second, beaten seven metres. So, look, the winner was sensational. Don't get me wrong, could be really, really special. But I think the second horse, Lock and Varad, is pretty special too. He just keeps running big races when he gets beaten, doesn't he, Lock and Varad? And you think he's going to win when he gets his turn. He gets a good barrier draw in New South Wales and went down. Sounds but, funny like he lost, but 
I think he found a new level. Yeah, in a way, I understand what you're saying. Uh, the horse self-assured was quoted after the race saying it will be the best horse Mark Purd never has. Now, I'm not sure whether... The that, horse was quoted. Yeah, I'm not sure whether the horse is just well-named or it will be the greatest harness horse ever. So, <laughs> boom, boom. Expensive ego. One Where's that four. sound effect, uh, Andrew, whenever Toby uh, <laughs> drops one of his uh, ripper lines there? Oh, Expe- we'll have to work on that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Expensive ego won the Q-bread try. Now, I was so excited it went... It went terrific. It made a little mistake early, sat outside the leader, and I thought, don't tell me I've got another player in this two-year-old Colton Gelding's Breeders Crown, but unfortunately it's not eligible. Mm. In, but touching on that, Cody, that uh, Breeders Crown, it is shaping up the two-year-old Colton Gelding's to be one out of the blocks. We've got Jullaby Nitro, Be Happy Mac, Miragon, One Change, Pandering, Your Jelly Hammer, Beale Street and a horse called Sahara Sirocco mm. are all eligible for this Breeders' Crown. No, absolutely, and we'll talk more about Sahara Sirocco in a moment. I spoke to David Thorne last night um, about Expensive Ego not coming to the Breeders' Crown, not quite, not eligible. Not eligible. Um, instead, I think it's uh, the Brisbane ABG sales race, he said, and then off to ABG Consolation, he's mentioned at Menangle. So okay. watch this uh, that's the, the, the plan with expensive ego. But a terrific win. Grant Dixon had about six runners in that race. Um, and, yeah, big job by David and Jimmy Douglas to uh, to get the win. Was there another feature up there? Uh, there was the Phillies as well. Of course. Um, and the trot. So just a bit noisy won the trot for Dugley. And Jiggle and Jive, uh, Tobe, won the Phillies triad. So not cracking night of racing at Brisbane. And uh, well done to... Uh, all the team and the Sky uh, coverage was first rate as well. Now, Andrew, uh, while all this was happening in Queensland, Katie Wanell was in a in a Harness Charity Challenge tip-off against a guy called Pogger. Now, Katie probably won't want to go down this track. I didn't I'm, know this was on the rundown, too. I'm going uh, so to lead this one. He tipped six winners but at if, Melton last week, and Sahara Sirocco paid $16, $17 the mm. win. Um I believe it's the, uh, effectively you have a tip off against this gentleman and Cody's uh, smashed all records. Oh, well yeah, done. look, it's um, yeah, cheers, boys. It's uh, let's. Uh, I don't want to go into too much detail, but did break the record, Tobe. I think it was about thirty-seven dollars. So. Thirty-seven dollar return. <laughs> Not that I'm count. It was counting it too closely. So, so you you put up fifty dollars against uh, Pogger, and yes. fifty dollars ends up going where? Well, it's a great it's a great uh, thing. So Pogger allows you know anyone to put that. He puts the fifty up and says, "Hey, take me on." Now, if you beat him, uh, he puts fifty bucks in wherever you like. So you can take the money if you want, or you can put it into a good cause. And I think the right thing to do is to put it into the cause, given Pogger's the one putting up the cash. Uh, so a massive shout out to Steve Soldier. He does a terrific job. The Harness Charity Challenge has picked up that fifty bucks into the pool. Um, I think already he said 600 bucks is in the kitty for the hashtag Harness Charity Challenge, which is in October. Is that right? Yeah, it's in October. At Harness Charity is the Twitter handle. Um, if you haven't got around it in the past, get around it this year because it's an absolute ripping uh, month. Every day, you might have about 30-odd, 40 tipsters, right? Some of the best tipsters in the game, uh, Tobe. Yeah, including such as yourself. Myself. <laughs> right. Yes. No, I'm joking. Um, uh, and you get a tip every single day from somewhere around Australia or in New Zealand. So I think we worked out in the past that if you just backed the tips most days, you were winning because there were winners coming left, right and centre. It's a very, very competitive competition. And all the money that that is uh, in the comp, I think it's $250 to enter, yep. all the money goes uh, to charity. So 
Yeah. Massive shout out to Pogger and the guys behind that, Andrew. They do such a good job. All I think right. we'll do, we'll do you, a bit more on that closer. Yeah, I think yeah, we will. We'll move on because we've got a few guests coming up. I don't know if you uh, boosted the kitty for that charity challenge by about $2 by putting treasure in your tips or. No, no, that's. Uh, I didn't do that. But I, did, I can't remember if we had treasure, uh, I think. Anyway, moving on from the uh, from the tip-off, but broke the record, don't say. Um, just quickly on Melton, we saw Sahara Sirocco. Uh, this horse is off to the Breeders' Crown, speaking with one of the uh, the owners there, Peter Watkinson, uh, earlier this week. What a potent sprint Sahara Sirocco has, Toe. Just the way it was moving, it nearly brought it... It, it was moving so, so quick, you thought, oh, gee whiz, can he keep up? Can his legs keep up with how fast he's going? But in, in the straight, it looked like... They got close, those two horses. It was actually the inside horse uh, coming out a little bit. Sahara Sirocco was straight uh, and uh, and steaming. Well, the, the mother of all these Sahara horses, Sahara Miss, was the same, Cody. She had this beautiful three, 400-metre sprint. Sahara Sirocco's got it. The, there might be three others that she's bred. They've all had this beautiful three or four hundred metre sprint. Sahara Tiger, seven wins from 17. Star of Sahara, eight wins from 22. And Sahara Sunrise, just one win. But all winners, those horses out of that mare. Um, so exciting times there uh, from the breeding point of view too. Rock and roll icon, good to see that horse return with a win, Tobe. Exciting? Yeah, excellent. And it'll go around in the final on uh, Saturday night. Um and Mar- Maritai was, was pretty good as well, first up from a break. It, it had a big win in the Terrain Cup earlier in the year, and I expect Maritai to uh, give Rock and Roll Icon a bit of a challenge. Rock and Roll Icon drawn Barrier 7 in the final with Maritai in 10. They're the two main ones there. And Sunbeach Shadow for Craig Demler and Jackie Barker winning the Tab Multiplier Winter Championship. Yeah, Jason Pottington was very strong on this horse winning this race, and he was right again. He did so often. Some beach, uh, Jackie Barker and Craig Demler combining brilliantly. Uh, the horse is absolutely flying, and I'm sure much bigger and better things in store for it. And Big Jack Hammer won the Touch, Touch Merchants Trotters Free For All. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, terrific to see that horse back for David Aiken and Kima Frenning uh, drove the horse. So um, I think more wins are in store for Big Jack Hammer. So, yeah, lots, uh, lots of uh, big racing happening there to review, but uh, we better press on. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Just for trivia buffs, Cody, I must have dialed about a thousand numbers on this radio station on off air and won't mention the rest of his digits, but uh, Barry Beasley's phone number actually has 927 in it. Just I did notice that. Uh, I, uh, I would dial a hundred phone numbers a week or month and uh, first time I've ever seen it, so there you go. Um, but Barry Beasley's on the show to talk about more important uh, things than his phone number, Cody. Fantastic. Barry, welcome to the program, of course. Uh, Barry Beasley there, listeners, is the trainer of Arch Leo, who's a uh, trotter going around today at Maryborough in race eight. Uh, Barry, welcome to One Out, One Back. Thank you. Now, Glad Barry, that fantastic, mate. Thanks for coming on. Now, Arch Leo, tell us a little bit about this horse. Uh, you must be excited uh, to have him in your stable because he's been really consistent. Consistency's, I think, been a real hallmark of his career, but he's 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 got a touch of brilliance too. Oh, yes, and I, th- I think there's better things to come from him. He's only a little fella, but he's all heart. He just keeps on trying, yeah. He would have been stoked with his run when he ran second in the Vic Bread Barry. Oh, yeah, we were very excited with that. It was... You know, especially when he caused the second fight and we thought we were going to lose everything. So, yeah, it was just just a great effort, I thought. Race 8 today, Maryborough, Barry. You're up against a, a very, very good field. Majestuoso uh, is in there. Zebek, uh, yep. all cashed up. Quick Andover. It's a wrap. Just, I'll tell you, it's a cracker. It's a derby prelude almost. Well, it is, yes. 
just just about. But you know, we thought we thought we'd use it as a lead-up race to the Derby, and and hopefully we'll get a run in the Derby. But yeah, it's uh, a very interesting race. Now, Barry, you train out of a little town called Nurit, I believe, which is just near Tarang. Oh, well, it's, l- it's a little place called Kalora, which is just up the road from Nurit, actually, oh, uh, where we train. And, uh, yeah, we're dairy farmers here and just have a few horses as a hobby. Yeah. Fantastic. And uh, how many on the in the stable at the moment, Barry? Oh, it's about five here at the minute. And that, that we've, we're sort of preparing some young ones and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah. You got a good strike rate, I reckon. Um, so, and, and are they all trotters, Barry? Is that your specialty, oh, no, the trotting no. gate? We have a few paces as well. No, there's a probably half and half at the minute. Yep. So, uh, we, we, one final one before we wrap it up with you, Barry. Actually, into the Derby. You've said uh, you hope to get a start. I th- yep. I think you will. Yeah. I think you will. Uh, yeah. Can you win the Derby? Oh, look, he'd he'd want a lot of luck to win the Derby. There's some very very nice three-year-old trotters around at the moment so he'd want to draw well and have a lot of luck in running to to win the derby yeah well let's get well let's get used to maryborough today good luck from barrier one and uh we'll see you again on tomorrow i think isn't it yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> no, well, we're recording today, but the show oh, will be on air, so that'll be that'll be good. Uh, but good luck today, uh, Barry, in the race, yep. and fingers crossed for the Derby. We'll see you out there on Redwood Day. Yes, I hope so. Anyway, good, yeah. good on you, Barry, Barry Beasley. Barry. Just ruining about three years of programs. <laughs> <laughs> good on you, Barry. <laughs> Terrific stuff, Barry Beasley. There, trader of Arch Leo Toby does a great job with a small team, um, which I hope came across in that interview there, where he gave away the secret of radio. Sometimes he did. So the pre-record, he's a busy man, Barry, and he'll be up in the morning tomorrow morning on Thursday morning. He will. And he'll be milking cows and getting ready to head off to Maryborough. So that that's a little pre-record special there for, Abs- the, for the folks at home. Absolutely. Moving on to. Uh, uh, Chris Alford shortly is going to be joining us. We're going to talk about Liberty Strides win. What about that uh, earlier in the week, Tobe? What did you make of it? Oh, it was amazing, wasn't it? It, it just couldn't win with a, with a lap to go and just uh, just grew legs and, and, and flew home uh, over from New Zealand. And uh, Phil Williamson has got a few has brought a few horses over, and he has a horse running today, I believe, too, Phil. Yeah, I was just getting home, and I put the replay on afterwards. Uh, saw that it had won. Uh, and still didn't believe that it had won with a lap to go. I thought, well, it, it, it can't win. Yeah, I, I I didn't watch it. I saw it live, but I, I didn't watch the replay. But I could understand watching the replay that you would be astounded that it won. And, of course, he has ultimate stride in today, a two-year-old trotter that no doubt he's brought over for the Redwood. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Yes, RSN. You're with Andrew Hughes in the studio. Cody and Toby at HRV headquarters. With the wonders of uh, radio, Cody, we've moved to Thursday again. Excellent. And Chris Alford's <laughs> taken our call. <laughs> G'day, Chris. Thanks for coming on One Out, One Back. Ah, good morning. Thanks for having me on. No, it's terrific. We wanted to get you on after the win uh, a couple of nights ago of Liberty Stride in the Equine Aftercare Trotters Handicap at Shepherd, and that was just enormous, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was pretty amazing, really. Um, sort of stepped off good and uh, just panicked when one went whooshing past her real quick, and... Um, Went for a canter and uh, yeah, I, I would say she was, you know, settled probably a hundred metres off the lead, and I thought, well, that's that's her all done. But um, she got down uh, trotting and she sort of tacked on pretty easy, and I thought better just poke up defensively, and she's given them such a start, and then uh, she just felt too good, and thought, oh well, we better pull her out, and um, 
you know, the, the ease that she ran past him was just amazing. And she's a three-year-old filly, uh, and, and there were horses such as Better Hanover to Cash, uh, Lavina, Starlight Storm, Bootleg Burt, um, you know, Nicka McDonald, and Force the Law obviously made a mistake. But my point there is these are – I'm not saying they're superstars, but they're trotters who have done good things, and she just made them look – she was in another class. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, they weren't, like, you know, um, metro horses or anything like that. But, you know, they still um – over that short trip, you know, usually if you make a mistake, you've got no hope of catching up. But, um, you know, she's had a few runs over 2,600 and that, and she felt really strong and really fast as well. Now, Chris, no doubt we'll be seeing her over the Redwood Carnival, which brings me to a horse called Dreamy, who won the Mary's Idol last week at um, Stall. Uh, it will be Redwood Band, I'd imagine, Dreamy? Uh, yeah, he um, he won a stand at his first start, so he's all... Uh, qualified in that and he's won a couple so you would think he would get a run so we're um you know look, looking to get him in there and speaking of redwood winners uh wobbly how's his progress going uh he's good he had his first trial back on tuesday and uh just followed him and finished off well and pulled up well so um try and give him a run somewhere um before the breeders crown and hopefully have him ready for that and one more uh, on today's card at Maryborough. I'm very keen on a horse called Kawakwendi for Matt Higgins. I've had a lot to do with Matt Higgins and the Elmore Harness Racing Club. He does an amazing job, this guy. He's one of the most underrated trainers in the sport and just a, an absolutely lovely bloke to boot. And I know this horse, Kawakwendi's got ability, and I'm just wondering if, if you're aware of where it's at now and whether it's ready to win today at Maryborough. Uh, well, I haven't spoken to Matt, but um, the casual guy, he uh, has his horses... Um, up and about, and um, I draw, and I think she's right in it. You know, uh, it's not an over strong field, and uh, his horse has been racing really consistently lately, so um, she should be a really good chance. Chris, uh, just going back to Liberty Stride for a moment, when you when you're on a horse like that, and it's a dollar, you know, fifty, been well backed. Uh, and he's one of the favourites, and it misses, you know, loses so much ground like that in the run. How, how do you feel as a driver uh, in that situation? Do you uh, does it does it a little bit of panic set in, or or not particularly, or is panic not the right word? Uh, oh, I was a bit annoyed when she galloped, and then well, you know, that's her all done. But um, when you still gave me a, a good sense that she was, you know, pretty smart and. Um, I think he said to Bevan, who he was watching the race with, he said, oh, I'm not sure what Chris is going to do now at the 800, but he said, uh, this thing will still round him up. So, um, uh. you know, he knows how good she is. So, you know, she's going to be really hard to beat in the derby and the uh, Breeders' Crown, you would think. So when one does lose that sort of ground, is it a case of you sort of just put, you know, it's up to, it becomes a little bit up to the horse and, and whether that horse can then catch up easily enough? Yeah, well, she... she um, got down and um, she started to chase them and I wasn't really going to push her because she'd sort of lost that much ground but um, she just tapped on sort of so easily and, and still felt like she had, you know, um, plenty of gears left and, you know, you don't like to give them too hard a run if, if possible but like you said, you still got to try and win even when they lose that ground and um, usually, usually you just can't get into it but you know, I think because she was that good, um, she just gathered them in and, and, and got travelling again when she tapped on, which sort of gave her a breath back for a while. And then when I pulled her out, she just, you know, sprouted wings.
No, fantastic. It was a terrific performance. And just, Chris, uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up on this point, but I wanted to let you know, you've, you're now up to 6,949 career winners. Uh, so by my, by my calculations, that 7,000 is starting to loom large as we head towards uh, the end of the season and Breeders' Crown. Yeah, well, that would be good if we could, um, you know, get it Breeders' Crown Day, but I'll have to drive a lot of winners before <laughs> then. But, so, no, I had, a, I had a pretty good week. I think I've had about 28 winners in the last eight days or something. So having a really good run and you know, got lots of good horses to drive and, and this month is usually, you know, such wood a good month because all the good horses are racing. Well, Chris, if you can hold your end of the bargain up and drive another 51 winners, between us we'll have driven 7,000. <laughs> there you go. Ah, very good. <laughs> good on you, Chris. Thanks for coming on One Out, One Back, mate. We always appreciate it. No, not a problem. Thanks for having me on. Chris Elford there. Hey, uh, Cody, 28 winners in the last... Uh, few weeks it's almost as many as you tipped in the charity challenge isn't it or oh, do we have to go back there I, we've I had de- enough of, we've i had, never brought it up we, we've had three days of this in the office oh, Andrew, Andrew, come on excellent um danny norris uh, desert flyer talking of punting i think we're oh. going to get danny on now toby you've got a punting system that you've devised based on oh. one horse oh this horse and darby mcguigan right this horse and darby mcguigan have had 22 starts for four wins three of them at melton so in those 22 starts, it's it's running at a 500%, $115 return. I'm a long, long way ahead on this horse. I tipped it in the pub one night, and everyone backed it. It was just, this horse owes me and you nothing. reckon I'm ahead, Wobbler? <laughs> oh. So let's get Danny on. I've never spoken with Danny, so it'd be great to, to, get, to get to know him a little bit and for the listeners. Absolutely. Have we got Danny there, Andrew? Andrew's uh, just maybe Andrew doesn't realise. Yeah, we've just got we've just got him up. Um, just trying to work out which day it was, and he's there now. (laughs) He's ready to go. I think he's driving as we speak. Uh, Excellent. G'day, Danny. Welcome to One Out One Back, mate. Thanks for coming on. No worries at all. Desert Flyer Toby was just saying that uh, every time he's tipped it, it's basically won, and uh, Toby's got a great following as a tipster because of it. No, and that no, Danny. No, Danny, to be honest, I just follow this horse and I just keep keep fronting up each week. And, and she, Darby McGuigan has got a great affiliation with the horse. He drives her for luck. He drew barrier six at Melton and landed on the leader's back. Once that happened, the horse was right into this race up to its eyeballs. You must be wrapped with how the horse goes and with Darby as well, Danny. Yes, no, she's a, she's a real trier. And, um, and, and you're right, Darby has uh, uh, clicked very well with her and... Um, uh, she uh, she runs very well for him, and uh, and, uh, and the fact that she's a real trier, sort of, she's never out of it. So um, it's rather a good combination. She's in a rich vein of form. There's no doubt about it. it was really close up behind uh, Auntie Poppy a couple of starts back, and of course, won so well back in June when uh, it was that extraordinary drive from Derby. Gee, it was. Uh, I don't often say eleven out of ten. It's not a thing, but if it uh, if it was a thing, that was eleven out of ten. Yeah. She drew seven and she's drawn again this week, so we expect Derby to be in behind the leader again. (laughs) Yeah, well, I tell you, he set the precedent, so nothing short of that would be a flop. So it's it's the something about Mara's trotter. Something about Mary Trotter's free-for-all tape, uh, always a good race. Well, it's $34, so you do expect the horse to be a chance. It's only a small field of eight, Danny, so she's not going to get that far back. And it's a dropping class, do you think? Yeah, well, that's we, we ended the for both the stand and the free-for-all, and uh, when we looked at it, like, she's very good off the stand, but there is a, every possibility she probably draw. There was a big row of fronts, so... Um, 
he could draw the, um, the back row in the front. So he thought, well, gee, there's only a small uh, field in the main one, so uh, and she won't be too far back, and uh, she is going really well. And um, so um, we, uh, we, we went for that one. And uh, Daddy, good luck on Saturday night. How many? How many? You've been in the game a while. How many horses have you got at the moment? And uh, and is Desert Flyer the 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 lamplighter for the stable? Oh yeah, she keeps uh, the bread on the table. Um, no, we're only working four at the moment. Uh, okay. Uh, we've got a lot of retired horses here um, that uh, need feeding, but uh, yeah, so uh, that keeps us busy enough. It's just Jill and I, and uh, but uh, Jill does a good job. She does. Uh, uh, it's a secret to Desert Flora. I think she does uh, Emmett's muscle therapy and she just keeps her on the track and she's always feeling well and um, uh, and I think when she's feeling well, she's um, just so consistent. So um, it uh, works out well. Beautiful part of the world down there too, Danny, Little River. Yes, yes, I'm looking at the Yangs right now and uh, uh, it's quite pleasant. So, Danny, well, thanks for coming on. Danny, and I'm sure there'll be a spot in the front paddock with moments like these and Alabama's Idol, a couple of other horses I've made plenty of money out of over the journey. <laughs> yes, it's, it's all about Toby. <laughs> <They're> all <here. laughs> hey, good on you, Danny. Appreciate you coming on. Good on you. Thank you. If the horse Fantastic. keeps winning, uh, Toby, you should help with the muscle therapy and at least massage the back hind leg or something. Well, next time I run a uh, 50k race at the Yu Yangs, I'll drop in there afterwards and get a little uh, massage from uh, Jill. No, they're doing a great job, there's no doubt about it. Now, we better, we've, we've had a bit of a trotting theme uh, to this program. We better just keep that going. We've got the Redwood Rattler coming up, uh, Toby, which is going to be an absolute belter of a, uh, I say the Redwood Rattler, of course, it's the Redwood Day, and the Rattler's one of the ways to get there. But looking forward to that, it's on Sunday, August the 4th. If I'm right, yeah, Sunday week. It's yep. still Sunday week. So Michael Howard and I said it was Sunday week last week, but it's and still the, Sunday week. And the bracelet on the Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the, the yeah, exactly. So it'll be a cracking time down there. Um, and uh, of course, we've got the Derby. We've got the Redwood Classic. Uh, the Rattler's going to be huge. And on the Rattler, we've got Brendan Baker and Paul Campbell are going to do a sportsman-like show on the train on the way there, which is exciting news with a couple. We're lining up some really interesting interviews as well. So Excellent. it's going to really kick the day off on the Rattler. So what you get on that, I think, uh, what's the, the package? You, it's basically all-inclusive. Uh, you've got... Um, the, the train ride? You get the train ride. There's a punters club ticket thrown in. There's TAB vouchers. The lunch, Entrance Cody. to the court. The lunch is sensational. The I've, lunch. Uh, it's like this beautiful country meal. Like you just, Country fair. Oh, it is. Just, the, uh, and, and, and it's sort of a bit of a self-serve job. And, and it's one of those things where you end up at the buffet and you just have a little bit of absolutely everything. You walk away and think, how am I going to eat all this? But you manage to do it. Andrew, this is what you get. A return train ticket, right? Mm-hmm. You get uh, the bus from the Maryborough Station to the racetrack and return. You get admission, a race book, a souvenir cap, two-course lunch, beer, wine, or soft drink on arrival, a $20 tab voucher, a $20 punters club ticket. It's $95 for all of that. Wow. And I think you can pay a little bit extra, have a meet and greet with Brendan and that b- before the show on the train. <laughs> No, right? I don't think you have to pay extra. In fact, you probably get discounted if you had to meet and greet with Brendan Baker and Paul but, Campbell. But if you want Toby's mail, though, from the Danny Norris stable, oh. uh, that's an extra 20 bucks, I believe. Is that right, Toby? No, I'll give them out free. I'm oh. one out, one back the Thursday before. Okay? I like it. Hey, we've got a special giveaway, though, for the one out, one back listeners. How's this? An exclusive offer. Uh, however, you've got to take it up quickly because the first two callers 
through to this number, which I'll give out in just a second, are going to receive a, a, a double pass. So have I said that right? There'll be two yeah, double passes. Two double passes. On the Redwood Rattler. You and a mate, you're going to have one of the great days uh, uh, of your life, I reckon, so, down at the Redwood Carnival. All you've got to do is ring Tory with the code word. Now, here's this is important. All aboard. Just when Tori answers the phone shortly, just say all aboard. And uh, she'll know the score there. You'll uh, pick up a double pass. The number is 83780278. 83780278. Ring now with that code word all aboard for the Redwood Rattler. Well, that wraps it up for this edition of the uh, One Out One Back program. We'll do it all again next week. Toby and Cody, uh, thanks for being with us. Cheers, boys. Thanks, Andrew.